Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. All right, so the way this works is... Yes, we all get naked. <laughs> you wish. Well, yeah. Now, that was in last week's book. Yeah, last week last week we all got naked. Sorry you missed that one. <laughs> I got rid of my daughter's pain-in-the-ass dog. Yeah. And the neighbor was talking about it to me, and I said, yeah, she's a sweet girl. She's a beautiful dog. Every time I go to bed, she climbs in bed and, and spoons me. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. I said, well, I'm hoping to do better. <laughs> <laughs> and I got rid of her ass, finally. <laughs> you, ever heard the, you ever heard the Milton Berle story? No. Well, you heard about Milton Berle's legendary endowment, or have yeah. you not? Yes, yes. He was at a Friars Club, and they were all talking around drinking, and somebody started betting on who had the largest. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so... Uh, Winky dink. Winky dink. <laughs> That's right, boys and girls. So it eventually came around to Milton, and Milton said, all right, fine. And some guy said, hey, Milton, just take out enough to win. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. Well, if we're going to compare sizes tonight, unfortunately, the three of us are going to lose. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Nicole's finally back. Woo! Welcome back, Nicole. Oh, are they we taping? You. Of course we are. <laughs> Lord. Well, <laughs> Martha can edit out anything that's undesirable. We'd keep that part. I didn't think we'd started yet. Well, I heard that before. <laughs> are you still talking about the dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we'd like to. We'd like to. Uh, we'd like to leave the flavor of the conversation in these podcasts. There's plenty of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Mo flavor, mo better. Introduce our guest. Oh, I'm sorry. Eggman. That's me. <laughs> Thank you for Hi. joining us on this fun. I'm Randy Fleenburn. It's my real name, Randy Fleenburn. Oh, really? What? No. Was it, wasn't he on Simpsons? <laughs> who, Randy Fleenburn? I'm who Troy Eggman? McClure. Huh? Oh, do that again. I'm Troy McClure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, okay, one, yes. of the, one of the coolest things that I've ever heard him do, and I haven't heard him do a lot because Eggman is new to our family here at Cumulus OKC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hasn't been here very long. Um, but as I was walking down the hall one day, we were discussing the Cheeto Jesus. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Cheeto Jesus. And all of a sudden, he, bro he broke into the most spot-on rendition of the Cheeto Jesus the Cheeto Jesus I've ever heard it's huge it's gonna be very huge it'll be the best thing ever it's huge <laughs> have you I noticed mean? have you <laughs> noticed when Trump smiles he looks like a tree frog <laughs> I saw that on your Facebook Did today you? <laughs> look like a tree. well his chin does they were painting well he's like he's got little squinty eyes when he smiles and his face is real broad he looks like a damn frog well Mouth that was one of the face. nicer things I've heard him true call. true <laughs> and he grabs the flies you know <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 
maybe that's how he got a beautiful wife is that long sticky tongue that could, Ew. Well, well, hey, too much for my well, we too know much. it's not his other endowment it worked for Gene those Simmons tiny hands you got those tiny line? hands <laughs> did I cross that line well, it worked for Gene Simmons so you know hey alright so um, the new overdrive app called Libby mm-hmm. is actually kind of cool because the old overdrive overdrive for those of you who don't know is the library app that you use to download ebooks and audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Well, the difficult part with the app itself is you can't look to see what you've previously checked out. Uh-huh. And libraries don't keep track of that on purpose. Right. Because if they keep track of it, or they can so be subpoenaed think. for it, yeah. that information. So they don't keep it because they don't want to get involved in that. So you wind up yeah. checking out the same thing twice. It, all the and time. And you don't realize it until you've all heard 10 minutes of it. the bleeding time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Libby is a new app that actually keeps track of all that for you. Uh-huh. If you choose to keep it, you can delete stuff off of it if you don't mm-hmm. want to keep it, but... I like it because I can look back to see all of the books that I checked out, listened to for a day or so, not even a day in some cases, and then promptly returned. Mm -hmm. Six books in the last week I listened to (laughs) and tried tried to get into and failed freaking miserably. So it's been a bad book week for me. I'm I'm glad you said that. Have you heard about this, that KFC... Have you heard about the KFC book? No. They have published a romance novel starring a Casanova Colonel Sanders. And here is the cover. It is called Wings of Desire. Oh, my God. As if you thought their ads weren't weird enough. Seriously. You're really being serious now? This is not a joke? It's an article on businessinsider.com. To celebrate Mother's Day, the chain's best-selling day of the year. Why is fried chicken big on Mother's Day? Well, it's because, you know, the dads make dinner and, and they the dads want... just go get something and KFC I'll take you can biscuits get a and mustard on them. <clears throat> um, so KFC has published Tender Wings of Desire, a novella following the love affair between Lady Madeline Parker and Colonel Harlan Sanders. The book can be downloaded for free on Amazon. KFC is giving away 100 hardback copies to fans on Facebook. I kid you not. And then they're going to turn around and immediately put them on eBay. Mm-hmm. Now, Pretty see, much, we yeah. should send them an email and see if they'll send it to us so we can review it. That's your job. You got <laughs> well, a KFC insider right to, there. Uh, did. Uh, what's our one guest who's going to come on that likes romance? Oh, Giselle is going to come on Giselle next week. Giselle should read it because she's the romance Yes, guru. she is. Now, we finally got a romance person to join our podcast. Sweet. So she, that's her thing. She likes them, she digs well, them, and she's not ashamed to say so. That's being good. that it's KFC, there are probably several references to breasts and thighs. <laughs> you think? <laughs> and the title itself, Wings yeah. of Desire. What is, what is the name of it again? Uh, tender Wings of Desire. Oh, because yeah. they can't just be wings. They have to be no, tender. The sequel, Chewy Cold Wings of Desire. <laughs> With leftover Whoppy, ranch. hard, pointy yeah. wings of desire. <laughs> of course, being the Colonel Sanders, it should be dead wings of desire. But hey. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. My son worked at KFC for a very short time, and Vonnie's son worked for KFC for almost a year. Well, actually, he worked there like a year and a half. Did he, he really? He worked there a long time. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, we, we have a special place in our heart. Not... 
I hey, I just have to say I had some friends who worked at KFC when I was in high school, and they used to work late, but then come to our camping trips and bring us all the leftovers, and it was fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we always had KFC. If it's free and you're hungry, that's for yeah. sure. So we'd throw the corn, we'd bring like, oh, and we'd put throw the it corn in, the in the fire and like do, Ooh. and it was when they had like little sandwiches or they had the in the box mm-hmm. stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, and actually it was pretty good. Actually, you know, we're not disparaging KFC no. food. No. We're just it's making fun because their our apple sons pies are freaking awesome. Oh yeah, I love give me their some of that. Pies. If there's pie at the end of it, I'm usually in yeah, line. Yeah, pretty much. Pie yeah. is good. My pie son would bring those home, and I'd eat like you know four of them in one sitting, and I'd be like. We're bringing these home. It's no wonder you always have a stomach ache. I know, right? <laughs> so, did anybody else have any better luck this week? I had better luck this week, which is good because I've been having weeks like yours where I'll read like two hours into a book and I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. And then I'll go back to the library and try to find something else. And then the next one would be okay. And then, like, the third one will be okay, and I'll stick with it because I just don't feel like looking for something else. And that's when I found Fortune's Daughter that right. I read, and and I it's not the one I'm reviewing this week. But, no. And it, it was one of those ones that <clears throat> it wore on you as you went. So, yeah, it's sort of like a song on the like, radio well, that you hate. two hours in it, so I might as well finish this yeah. dumb thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's getting a little more interesting. I'll just stay with this one. <laughs> Well, especially because you're in the podcast and you have to have a book every week. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, normal people will just go, oh. Gee, I'll stay with it until it gets interesting. If I had a dime for every time I heard a woman say that. <laughs> I think I'm reading a book you did last week when I was not here. What? Uh-oh. What book? Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's the one I've been reading all Do you week. like it? So far. But I'm not that far. Into I'm like twenty percent of the way it's through. It's pretty short. I've read the Meter Maid's yeah. Tale. It's an entirely different movie. <laughs> Are you sure you were reading the Meter Maid's yes. Tale, <laughs> so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I wanted to save the Handmaid's Tale for when you were going to be here. It's okay. It's your kind of book. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Nicole likes the very serious and the classic and the mm-hmm. the stuff. M- for mature audiences, and she's the youngest one of us. Isn't that funny how that works? Well, I have a bazillion books at home, but I mean, they're all about, you know, nonfiction and music and biographies and stuff. And I have probably maybe seven or eight novels, actually, on three bookshelves full of books. Well, you know, some to each his like, own. Yeah, some yeah. people like the nonfiction. I've read some autobiographies that I really like yeah. and biographies. Well, I have a friend who's a voracious reader, and she just zooms through one book after another. You know, so Us I, too. Could, I always fall asleep when I'm trying to read a novel. <laughs> yeah, I, I read it in my bath. That's yeah. We we often talk about Nicole and her waterlogged books. Yeah, <laughs> have I even given you guys a waterlogged book yet? Like you, you gave, gave me one oh, okay. early on. Remember? No, I don't think that. But I know I had lots of me, ruined you books. Said, you said yeah, I was reading this one in the bath. So sorry about those pages. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You're reading. It so if you guys find like water droplets, droplets on any of my books, I told you'll you about the time I I dripped barbecue sauce on my book because <laughs> I was eating ribs when I was reading. <laughs> I think Nicole should go first. I can go first. Obviously, we just talked about the book I'm reading this week, which is not the one I'm actually going to tell you guys about. 
Um, but the one I am going to tell you about is fabulous. Um, I started reading this in 2013, I believe, um, because I was in a mass communica- mass communications it class. It paid in- off. Yes, <laughs> it did pay off. Uh, and I had to write an like a 10-page essay on any subject I wanted to. And for mm-hmm. some reason, I chose war correspondence. And mm-hmm. I had to choose three people. And after researching, I found Anthony Shaded, except he, he pronounces his last name Shadid, and right. mine is Shaded. Right. And I had heard about this guy growing up. I mean, I he worked for the Washington Post and then the New York Times. Um, but I had never... Like, I didn't really know who this guy was, and so I started researching about him and realized he wrote this book, and it's called House of Stone, um, again, by Anthony Shadid. Um, And so this entire novel is, one, beautifully written, and two, interests me because it had a lot to do with my family history. Really? And so, essentially, Anthony Shaded was a war correspondent. He was in Syria. Uh, He had had actually been in Libya and was kidnapped at some point and beaten. Um, He was, like, this amazing guy. Everything I've read about him is good. I've never read anything bad about him. Um, And he actually died the year I read this, which broke my heart because I wanted to meet him so bad. Um, and he actually died because he was in the Middle East and he was trying to escape from the country and he was being led with a photographer by a, some guy was leading them across the border and they had a horse and he was behind the horse and he was allergic to horses, breathed in the dander and had an asthma attack and died. Wow. Oh, man. God, Jeez. how unfortunate is that? I know. Trying to escape from a war zone, and that's how you die, is a completely wow. awful. And they had to carry him to, you know, a hospital. Mm-hmm. They had to find one. And, and so uh, this book goes, okay, so after his uh, events in Libya, he ended up getting a divorce. That, like, his wife was terrified of his job. Uh, well, yeah. And then they just had a lot of issues. And once he got a divorce, he kind of wanted to find his home. And he's actually from Oklahoma City. Um, And then... So he really is related. Yes. And uh, I'll go into more how in a second. But he wanted to find his home. And, you know, he had worked in all these places. He had been from Oklahoma, but he really wasn't sure what to do with his life. Well, he goes to Syria and he decides to research his ancestry. And he finds this house. And so he starts talking about this house that is left to a lot of people because of the way Syrian Lebanese uh, laws are. If somebody dies, it goes to all the men and it like branches out. So essentially, he had to go and ask permission from all these different shadeds, shadeds, and shadeds. Oh, most wow. of them who are in Oklahoma now didn't even know this house exists, but they own it. So he had to have permission so that he could just have it, which he mm-hmm. got. And he starts rebuilding this house. Wow. And he talks about how it has th- these beautiful stone pavers inside. Mm-hmm. And he had to go find like how to get those so that he could refurbish it. And the second story of it had been hit by like a mortar. Oh, wow. And he had to completely rebuild all of this. And he talks about buying an olive tree for $4 and planting it in his front yard. Oh. And that his neighbors 
were kind of rude to him at first and thought he must have been rich and he was it was like he just goes into this culture and um in lebanon they don't necessarily have power 24 7 even in 2013 when he was you know yeah um and so he talks about their food and the way they make it and the reasoning is because the power goes out so anything they make has to be preservable like it has to be able to sit on your kitchen counter without in the heat because there's nothing they can do if perishable mm -hmm. wow so if you eat their like the dolmas or grape leaves, mm-hmm. uh, they're bitter because of all the spices in them. Keeps them preserved. Preserved, and huh. like all this this different food. And so, but then he goes on to talk about our families, and it's all in, wow. intermingled. And uh, like, because he, as he's rebuilding this house, he talks about like the history of like the shadeds in Lebanon and mm-hmm. what they did, because my great grandfather was a physician um but originally he had moved to Oklahoma, or to the United States and my great grandfather and his great grandfather were cousins oh okay. and so he talks about my side of the family being dirt poor <laughs> like seriously I didn't know you and I were related <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he talks about my grandfather coming here and selling uh, he used to go door to door selling stuff in New York and eventually he put himself through medical school moved to Elk City, Oklahoma and opened his own hospital Oh wow! which is still in Amazing. existence in Elk City, Oklahoma and so he sits there and talks about it and then when he died he left all his money to a hospital in Lebanon and wow, so it's cool. called like the Shadid Memorial Hospital or something like that. And it's in Marjayoun, Lebanon. Hmm. But it's so cool, like being able to read a book about your family history. Definitely. That is very cool. But Plus, not if only... you need a transplant, you yeah. got a free hospital. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you can go I don't know if I want to go to Syria right now for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was, uh, he honestly has beautiful writing, like the entire story. And it's not sentimental. He's literally just telling this story, but then you're sitting, like, I mean, how amazing would that be to go find a house that used to be your family's and rebuild it Mm -hmm. and then sit there and discover all your family history? To me, it's a little bit more personal, but yeah, because it's your family. Like, that is is really cool. So, I don't know. So, now um, tell us once again what um, the title of the book is and. It's a House of Stone by Anthony Shadid, and he also has two other books if you're interested. What are they called? House of Straw and House of Sticks. No, that's the three pigs. I'm sorry. (laughs) That actually sounds like a book that I would read. What, the House of Straw? (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's the one I would live in. (laughs) His two other books, uh, the first one is called Legacy of the Prophet uh, Despose. Democrats and the new politics of despots, Democrats and the new politics of Islam, and then Night Draws Near, which is about Iraqis uh, people in the shadow of America's war. Sweet. Hmm. So, Hmm. very war driven Mm -hmm. stories. Oh, they'd have to be. I mean, being in that environment all the time. To pass away because you're allergic to horses, that'd be like, I don't know. Stabbing yourself in the heart with a cuticle pusher or something. I mean, good yeah. night. Do we look like Eggman? Well, he has a darker beard than you do. 
<laughs> oh, that was Why else a good did one. she show me the picture if <laughs> yeah. she didn't want me to say that? What are we going to next? Who who you, wants to who, who wants boss. to follow? Do you want to follow? Sure. Um since you're our guest. Don't be nervous, don't be rocky. Um <laughs> I looked around my bookshelves and I thought, well, what is my favorite novel? Well, it ties into my favorite film of all time, which happens to be Jaws, because it's the greatest movie ever made. Dun, if you say so. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Yes, it is <laughs> the greatest movie. It's sort of like the old man in the sea for the common man. Pretty much, yeah. And I read the novel when I was pro- when it first came out in 1975. I was 13. Some of it I actually didn't understand at the time because I led a sheltered life. Um, but the novel differs in a number of ways from the film. There was a, an entire subplot in the novel. There were two subplots, actually. Peter Benchley wrote it. Um, one subplot was the mayor uh, of the town was in deep with the mob, which was another reason he oh. didn't want the beaches closed. And the other subplot was that Brody, the police chief's wife, and Hooper had a little namas namas na. Really? Yeah. So they, I think, smartly chose to drop those two subplots out of the book. The rest of it was pretty much right on the on the money as far as the the first scene about the and Benchley just describes because he was such an ocean freak mm-hmm. just uh, describes the even down to the way that a shark moves through the water um, just incredibly well and it's definitely a book that, that keeps you keeps your interest why would you say do you have a p- particular affinity for or the sea, or sharks, or why do you think it? I'm just curious. I've never set foot in anything that I can't see my feet in <laughs> since I, since the movie scared the death out of me at the age so of 13. So it has to do with the fear high. I guess, yeah, maybe. But it's just always, I mean, that's the movie that I first remember scaring the snot out of me in a theater, and I've probably seen it, you know, 500 times since then. I have, yeah, every different version of video it's come out of, I've bought. And I've got about six or seven books about Jaws, <laughs> the movie. So I'm pretty sad. It's, you know, just me and now I don't even have a dog to spoon and it's just me and Jaws. So <laughs> You and all your books about Jaws. Yeah. Uh, but the novel is good. It eventually kind of gets a little wordy. Um, and there, like I said, there's some subplots that don't really move do anything to move the story forward but when they get out on the boat to have the showdown with the shark and in in the book hooper gets killed yeah uh richard dreyfuss's character doesn't make it in the book um but once they get spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert it's a only a 40 year old book but spoiler alert um hey she wouldn't even let me tell the end of sleepy hollow so i don't know that about crane did it Hmm? Yeah, Ichabod Crane did it. Yeah, what'd you say? I said I don't even know the. It never said if he actually did it. <laughs> maybe um, well, he had it. Maybe coming. I maybe I did spoil it, and maybe I didn't. <laughs> we try to avoid spoilers on this program. <laughs> Anyways, Jaws. Do you want to get? Hmm? It's it's just the greatest movie of all time. I nerfed gun you this I week. Wonder, <laughs> that's similar to Jurassic Park. Is one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. things, and I watched it growing up with my dad, like constantly. It was always on, oh, like yeah. TM TBS or, or TBS yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and now, like I've read all the books, but the book was the so movie. much better. Oh yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park, the book was yes. was better than the film. It was film. way way yeah. better. It's a lot Michael more violent. Crichton yeah. wrote it, and then they so some crazy person let Steven Spielberg direct it. Yeah. 
Instead Imagine of that. he was Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct ER, but they switched. Aren't you glad? Didn't you know yeah. that? I'm glad. I no, know. I, I did love... not know that, but I just can't imagine. Yeah, I know. Steven Spielberg doing ER. Going to the children's ward and seeing all the kids on bicycles flying through the sky. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't fit somehow. Yeah, ER, no. like as in the TV the, show? Yeah, the yes. TV show. Really? Yeah. Michael Crichton ended up being the director for that. Hmm. And the writer, I think. Hmm. But I know I love the TV show I did as too. well. Crichton also did Westworld, mm-hmm. the original movie with uh, Yul Brynner and Richard Benjamin. And I have like a literary I've crush on Michael the, Crichton. I've heard... Yeah, he is pretty cool. <laughs> I have heard that the... Uh, he's very cool now. Yeah, because he's deceased. Dead. Um, <laughs> Everybody looks at me like, spoiler alert. No, me. it's okay. We, we kind of know that already. That took me a minute. I was like, he's really cold because he's dead. Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now Martha's going note to self never ask Eggman again no that's not true I just keep losing my train of thought <laughs> totally lost my train of thought thank you you said You're you, you were going to tell me that you heard that that's where you left <laughs> <laughs> like that's going to help <laughs> Well, let's just get back to the book. Jaws. So he does a really good describing the rest of the ocean also, or just mm-hmm. the sharks? Yeah, well, the, the whole battle between the um, Brody and Quint and Hooper and the shark is, is very well done. Because Jaws was one of my favorite movies, too, growing up. It's I the loved greatest movie of all movie. time. Loved it's the greatest it. movie of all time. Watched it. But I like ocean. I like to watch, mm-hmm. like, shark documentaries. And, like, Shark Week is awesome. She also likes to watch The Deadliest Catch. She fantasizes about fishermen. Like fishermen. You just like men in, in overalls with That's rubber it. finishes on them. And bad teeth. Yeah. That's why I watch the Alaska ones. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a man in some elastic coveralls with bad teeth and I'm there. <laughs> Light me a candle and pour me some wine. No, there wouldn't be any. up some of that. I don't think there'd be any, any wine involved. <laughs> Maybe some... Uh, what do they call that? Red eye? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little moonshine. No, that's sorry. That, that would be the Louisiana version. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd, yeah. You'd have to oh, yeah, dumb definitely. the cast down quite a bit if it was in. Never mind. <laughs> so I would have to say. Yes. Jazz is probably not a good beach read. <laughs> oh, probably not. No. Yeah, think. And I don't think it was even sharks. I just don't like swimming in anything that I can't see the bottom of. And, and do you think it's because? I don't think so. I just because I'm, I'm I'm a wimp basically. <laughs> but you're from Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. So you've never. So you're. But I grew up in Arkansas. Landlocked places. We was always near lakes and stuff. Yeah, but then small lakes. Well, I still got fish in them. Well, that's true. They'll come up and nibble on your toes. Yeah, that's true. Or worse. They do that in Oklahoma. Yeah, you want to keep your shorts on when you're Pretty in much, the water. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want your bits being nibbled off. I will have to say, though, Nicole Cohen, back just a minute. It would be fun to get a book with that picture, with the picture of Jaws on the front of it and read it at the beach and see how many looks you get. Send <laughs> on a lawn chair. <laughs> but it really did. I mean, Benchley had a real tough time in, in his later life living the fact down that people would go out and kill sharks just because of the book. 
Well, yeah. He it, that really because messed the with terror him. that people have, yeah. yeah, for sharks is not always founded. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There are a lot of different kinds of sharks that have no interest in. Yeah, bothering humans whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's lone sharks, which have a great interest in oh, humans. Oh, yeah, they bite you hard. But, yeah. I think uh, it has to do with, like, I mean, you're in the ocean, and that's not where humans are supposed to be. And right. then you go in the ocean, and it's like fear of the You're unknown. in their house. Yeah. yeah. Well, I so saw one you time they were talking about in one of those, you know, Shark Week shows. She's not kidding when she says this. she's... I oh, seriously sure. want to. Can I combine Shark Week with Deadliest Catch? You'd be a happy woman. <laughs> I know, right? Could you? <laughs> she might have to but... go home and change if you talk about that too much. <laughs> I hope I have clean panties in the car. <laughs> I have some in my trunk you can have. Just don't mess up the chloroform bottle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but somebody, I, I heard one time that when humans are on a, um, a surfboard and they're paddling, that we look like seals. seals. Oh yeah, yep. I heard about so that too. So they come up because they think, and seals are like one of their main. Mm-hmm. But then know, once diet, they get a taste of what we they taste, spit like, us back out. No. Well, that's another reason I don't go to the to the ocean because every time I lie on a beach, Greenpeace tries to pull me back into the water. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards! <laughs> Damn them! <laughs> put, put water on his blowhole. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I'm going to die over here. That was the name I used to dance under, Blowhole. That was the name I used really? to. For yeah. the record, there's also a book called Jaws Without Teeth. <laughs> of course here. there is. <laughs> oh, God. That would be called Gums, see- I'm thinking. <laughs> About the world's oldest cover. shark. I gotta Google this. It's gonna be like to see if we can get a copy of that for your collection. Jaws without teeth. Oh, okay. Quick answers to atheist questions designed to shred the Christian faith. Ooh, sign me up. <laughs> well, wow. it's called Jaws without teeth. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll order that for me instead. <laughs> well, I think we've di- diverged. Sorry. Di- di- diverged. Di- yeah. Rabbit trail. Yeah. Eggman who digressed. Wrote, thank you. Digressed. Who wrote Jaws? Peter Benchley. Awesome. And would you give it a five out of five? I'd give it a ten out of five. Awesome. Yeah. It seems like when we have somebody on that's talking about their favorite book, it always goes up to ten. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's what Josh said last week about Ender's Game. Mm-hmm. Except he, I think he gave it a twelve, didn't he? I think he might have given it a twelve. Yeah. Josh can count to twelve. <laughs> Not that Josh. No, I know which one you're talking oh, about. Okay. We have six Joshes working yeah. here. We're the Josh at squad. Cumulus OKC, mm-hmm. and that is not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they should put it on the, the hiring practices. You can't that be we, named Josh. No more Joshes. Yeah, change your name. I've been giving Josh Ray come on this podcast. Josh Ray reads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually, does, does the he other, go to OU? Last, uh, last uh, week or the week before or something, he got really excited because he was reading this book. <gasps> and then... It had pictures I, in it. I was trying to ask him what it was and he was like, well, I don't want to tell you right now, but come to my office and I'll tell you what I'm reading later. So I go into his wow. office a couple hours later and really? I find out he was reading The Notebook and he was too embarrassed to tell me. Oh my God, <laughs> this is hilarious. Aww. He has got to come on this program. He didn't drive an unmarked van with free hugs written on the side. No, his this wife was reading it and he stole it, I guess. Here's like, the funny thing. This is the problem with our society right now. People don't talk about what they're reading. 
They fear being judged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you shouldn't. I and mean, if I, you read it and you love it, then... Well, it's it's just the whole idea that reading is nerdy. I've, I've actually met Nicholas Sparks, and he is a nerd, but a very nice nerd. And well, just counting the money by the stack. Well, I'm not going to be reading any of his books because they're just way too nerdy. Girly. I don't. I don't I know like if nerdy is the right word. I actually not like sappy. his books. Sappy. Ooh, I do not like sappy. I don't books. think they're sappy. I think they're a little they're bit sappy. sentimental. They're not sappy. They're sentimental. sentimental. There's a difference. <laughs> there is. Martha so they're good. You like Nicholas Cage? N- Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Wait, Sparks, honey. Sparks. Sparks. <laughs> Yeah, it's the Constitution. <laughs> We're going to steal it. That's actually the first thing I thought about, too, when I, when I heard Nicholas Cage. I'm going to go to Vegas and drink myself to death. Oh, my gosh, I think I know why my belly hurt earlier. <laughs> Yes, I do like Nicholas Sparks and Nicholas Cage. We're Dancer. never going to get through this bleeding podcast. Never. Hey, we got three out of the four done. Oh. I think, right? You made yeah. Me cry. Your turn. Let's go. I got, oh, wait, I got, no, Bonnie I got, didn't do hers. I got a chick waiting in the Chevy. No, I'm kidding. Is that in the trunk with the yeah, chloroform? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Don't wake up the chick laying down with chloroform. All right, Bonnie, your turn, honey. The book that I picked up this week because I was browsing the library just looking for something. Trolling. Trolling. I tried, I tried that and I got arrested. And yeah. Jaws and yeah. 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 Sorry. And what I caught was called Ooh. <laughs> See a doctor and get rid of it. <laughs> well there are some pictures of some <laughs> some needles on this book cover. <laughs> it's called Fiend. And Fiend. The reason why I picked it up and started reading it is because I read a line that says, uh, when Charles Daniels first sees the little girl with umbrella socks tearing open a Rottweiler, he's not too concerned. (laughs) As a longtime meth addict, he's no stranger to horrifying drug-fueled hallucinations. (laughs) And as soon as I read that, I'm like, okay, I'm downloading this book. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not much for zombie. Mm -hmm. But that was just, it was just kind of funny to me. I don't know. It was very ironic. She's a lover of black humor as well. Yes. The darker, like the better. morbidly wrong black humor. And what this book basically is, is they never actually said what caused the zombie outbreak. But it's almost like a sickness that everyone went to bed and the healthy people woke up as zombies. So what I'm guessing, it's kind of like if you've read Girl with All the Gifts, mm-hmm. um, how the fungus like... It takes over the body and the humans become their hosts. Well, my blood is three, two ruffles, so I must live to be 130. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking it's kind of like that. And they didn't pick the people who were sick or addicted to drugs um, as their hosts. Because they weren't the healthiest. So they picked the healthiest people and then all the healthy people woke up as zombies. Oh, I see. So... So the only ones left. So basically, the only people that survived this zombie apocalypse were the cockroaches and the methods. They were a good group. I, I have all their records. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so these group of meth heads, it starts out with two meth heads that are roommates and they wake up 
And the whole population is either dead or turned into these zombies. Everybody's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes them a few minutes to figure out that, that what they're seeing is real because, I mean, you know, they're, 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 yeah. they're thinking they're just seeing things. And pretty soon they're like, wait, Dude, you some, see the same some, thing? Some orange guy's president. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up now. I'll shut up now. (laughs) So they start to look to see if anybody else has survived this, but they have to stay high on meth or else the fungus will take over their bodies. Is it a fungus? Uh, Well, I don't know. Whatever the thing is. Whatever the sickness is. They never said in the book. So so it's like a prophylactic for their survival. They have to take it in order to keep from getting sick. Right. Well, if it's a new Republican health care plan, they're screwed. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And uh, that's a, a pre-existing condition. condition. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your zombiness doesn't count. <laughs> and so, I mean, this was interesting because, I mean, you know, druggies aren't exactly the highest. It's not the feel-good novel of the year. No, yeah. it's. Very, very vulgar, and I would say if you get offended by this conversation, well, <laughs> don't want to read it. <laughs> if you get offended, um, even by worse conversations than this, you might. Steer if you clear. get offended at all, you don't want to read this book because it's well, extremely let me just, vulgar. Let me just and tell you how extreme this book is. I have looked at this book many times in the library and passed over it every single time. <laughs> Even being the dark humor fan that I am, she finally picked it up. Now I got to read it. Yeah, so, because it was it was funny and it was twisted and wrong and wrong, but it still had enough of a storyline that it was a story. Makes the novel American Psycho look like a, <laughs> a Nicholas Sparks book. <laughs> Speaking of Nicholas Sparks, yeah. I wonder what would happen if Nicholas Sparks wrote a zombie book. They'd fall in love at the end. I think that's, that's already, already written. Been written. Yeah. That's warm bodies. <laughs> yeah, we, we've done that on this program. The zombie would croak and he would mourn, and then he'd find another zombie, or he'd just dig her up, and they'd live happily ever after. Ew, gross. Zombies don't really die, right? Well, yeah, but well, these zombies—they could kill. They could, they would kill these zombies. Really? So were these yeah. zombies in this book, fiend? Were they the? 28 days later zombies that were like crazed uh super fast running really freaking scary monsters or were they the shuffling shambling no they were the scary moaning types i don't know if they ran any faster than what they would have in in real life Mm -hmm. but you got to remember it was the healthiest of the humans that turned into zombies so it was you know so we're talking people at the front of the memorial marathon Right, not exactly. the ones in the back. The oh, back ones were safe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's no, not no, a good. The, that, that is really kind of frightening. The back ones turned into dinner for the front runners. Isn't that always the way? Because the yes. only reason, that, see, and that's one of the reasons why the meth heads kind of survived because it's like they woke up as zombies, so they woke up next to their not so healthy partner and then ate them. And not in the way that you want to be. <laughs> I'm having my roommate for dinner. <laughs> so, but like I said, it this whole book is told from a meth head point of view. So it's 
At so a lot times, of run-on sentences and. <laughs> well, it's just their language is very, oh, very coarse. Very coarse and very crass coarse and vulgar. And I mean, like, there's a sex scene that is not sexy whatsoever. I think you would get more romance out of a porn novel than you did the sex scene of this book. <laughs> what, would, what would that be called? <laughs> the porn novel or the book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it, I still loved it. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Well, that's high that? praise right there, Bonnie. <laughs> I think Very uh, high Nicole praise. and I are going to scoot a little bit further to the left of the room. <laughs> Well, I have to say that I'm going to be standing in line for it next. So, <laughs> well, just I mean, it was crass and it was wrong and it was dark and it was twisted and there was times that you, the protagonist, was a hero mm-hmm. and there was other times that he was a complete asshole. Oh, so, and then you have these meth heads who, you know, they have a limited supply of meth because they have to find a, a you know, a cook, right. somebody who makes the meth, right? Because not everybody knows how to do that. And their brains are already so fried. <clears throat> kind of sounds like the Walking yeah. Dead crossed with Fight Club. <laughs> it kind of does, actually, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, sounds people like a movie. are trying to steal the drugs, or if somebody's trying to steal something and one of them finds out, they beat the crap out of the other one, and just, I mean, there's a lot of, it, hmm. it's told from a drug or a... Drug-fueled yeah. sense of... Wow. Right and wrong, yeah, which hmm. is very different than everybody else's right and wrong. So, <laughs> which I think would be an interesting uh, point of view, especially if you don't have any frame of reference for that. Right, sort of like um, Orange Is the New Black. I mean, I would have never known what it's like inside a women's prison had I not. Oh yes, you would. I mean, I'm not really? really though. Not really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the, there are things that you will never want to do in your life and never want to see or never want to look at. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's okay kind of to interesting to look through those eyes for a little while and then you have a, it's like it expands your horizons a little bit. Mm-hmm. Especially if you could walk away from it if it really freaks yeah. you out. Well, I think that people who are extreme goody two-shoes and have had a very sheltered life might have a hard time <coughs> with this book. Mm. I mean, I've had friends in low places, so the talk in this book wasn't too unknown to me. Too unknown or surprising. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Let's uh, reference Bonnie's childhood for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother show. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like, you know, I was a meth head or anything. No, but some of the people that you're... Jerry Springer show. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the Ah. people that you have discussed having come in and out of your life over the years before you were able to control that flow, you know? I had interesting friends growing up, we'll say. My teenage years were fun. And interesting step-parents. Uh-huh. Yes, interesting. So, yeah, lots of interesting dynamics. <laughs> but, I mean, I would still, I would, I would recommend it to specific people. I don't know if I would recommend this to everybody. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's very crass. It's very wrong and vulgar. And if you get offended, don't read it. Not don't, even don't, just easy. Don't say we didn't warn you. Yeah. But if you don't get offended, then read it because it's great. Three Book Girls denies any allegations of involvement <laughs> and will not accept liability if you are 
psychologically damaged by reading the above books. <laughs> um, could we have you do that on tape for later? <laughs> yeah, we need to. We need that we for need a lot a disclaimer. of disclaimer. The opinions expressed herein are all. You know, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So the title and artist again. Oh, I don't even think title and artist. artist. I always say that. <laughs> um, it's Fiend by Peter Stenson. Did you say Peter? Peter. No. Stop. He's a peener. He's a peener. Her name's Peener. She said penis. (laughs) 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 In the studio. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) Moving right along. Yes. Okay, so the one that I read, the one book out of six, no, this would be one out of seven that I checked out last week. Yeah. This is the only one I got all the way through. It's called Hooked by Matt Richtel. And oh, the I, Delaware Richtels. What? Never mind. Did I, did I miss it? <laughs> Wasn't funny. Okay. You're so random. I love it. <laughs> Get to reading. You're coming back. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, it, it, it's it's a thriller, but it's it's sort of kind of like a love story too because it's about this guy whose girlfriend that he's madly in love with mm-hmm. dies it's very suddenly in a very odd way from meth. No, no oh. meth involved. I think it's a drowning actually, oh. but she's the one, right? So he's obviously very cut up about it mm-hmm. he i think it's like a year or two or three i don't remember the the space of time that has passed but he goes into this internet cafe uh to do something or he sits down or after he sits down this woman comes in and says hands him a note that says leave the cafe immediately so he does and it blows up oh did he pay his check well, evidently not. Free bonus food. No, so he so he leaves, and he's then, alive and he ate for free. And then all this, yes, really, and all this weird stuff begins to happen. It's very mysterious because he recognizes the handwriting on the note. Hmm. It's his girlfriend's handwriting, the one who died. Right, but he does not recognize her as said girlfriend. She doesn't look like his girlfriend. Hmm. So he... Um, In Arkansas, they call that reincarnation. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> That's terrible. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and you would know because you lived in Arkansas, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, anyway, <clears throat> he goes through this this search for this woman and ends up finding out some things he really didn't want to find out and ends up re-examining his whole life and all of the hmm. things that have happened up to that point. And it's, 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 it's got all of the action film type stuff along with the search for his true love. But I don't know. Doesn't it's, he it's, know she's deceased? Well... <clears throat> I don't want to give too much away. Okay. The possibility that she is not deceased becomes very apparent to him. Oh. As time goes by. and But he doesn't want to admit any of those things because that would mean that he'd then have to admit that 
she wasn't all that he thought she was. Ah. See, so all of those things have to be reexamined. Now, I probably would not have reviewed this book, honestly. I mean, it was okay. It was all right. I mean, I was entertained for the entire time I was reading it. Mm -hmm. Not great. No, not particularly. It had a lot of twists and turns, and I didn't really see everything coming. Mm -hmm. But overall, it was entertaining. So I would say maybe a four. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Not one for the bookshelf, though. No. If you had to pick a book that was a, and this is for all three of you, what one book, if you could pick a absolute page turner that you could not put down, what would it be? That we all agree on? No, not necessarily. <laughs> I think we can all name one. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Goldfinch. The yeah. Goldfinch. That's exactly what I was the thinking. The Goldfinch? Too. Yes. Yes. Hmm. We all loved it. Oh. It okay. was wonderful. It was pretty close to the perfect book in our eyes. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it's very different than like what Martha would read and she still loved it. Hmm. Very yeah. different than what Martha would read. I felt that way about The Firm. The Firm was awesome. I could not stop reading that book. You know, Kelly, um, our traffic person, mm-hmm. loves John Grisham. Loves, yeah. loves, loves, loves him. I literally could not put that yes, book Yes, The down. Firm was excellent. It really was a good book. Cool. But, I mean, there really, to be fair... There are lots of different books we feel that way about. That's sure. why we ended up doing this podcast. Right, because I was just, we, that popped we, into my head. I thought, I wonder if they would all have the same book or have different books. Well, and it's we, to be fair, we've also discussed that. Ah. We had yeah, a whole the, podcast about it. Right, but I think we all, because I think you read it first. I did, and then I shared it. With Nicole, and then you told me about it after Nicole. Nicole had read it, or Nicole yeah, was but, reading it, because I did the audio audiobook of it. Right. I, I read it, to it when car. I had surgery like three or four years ago. Right. Well, right. what I did is I gave it to Nicole yeah. as a gift, mm-hmm. and then we started doing the library together. When we started doing the library together, I told you about it. And then I read it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So, but and yeah, that's usually how great. a good book gets around. Sure. Is for people sure. to share it, and I. that's one of the reasons that we love doing the podcast so much, is that we get to share the goodness that we read and also the badness true and the mediocre like this week cripes (laughs) six really really mediocre books well unfortunately they can't all be winners no but you kind of expect that one out of six would be yeah well apparently they i mean they were published so apparently somebody likes them they just aren't our cup of tea. Think of how many publishing houses there are in the country, around the world, actually, and how many books each one of them churns out on a monthly basis. You know, yeah. how how much would that suck if you poured years of your life into a novel and it got put out and absolutely went nowhere? You know, I thought about that the other day because I was looking for a for a book to to get from this publisher friend of mine. And I thought they're seeing all these pages and pages of new releases. And I'm like. They can't all possibly be bestsellers, you know. And how yeah. would that be to put your life into a book and it just go nowhere? Why do you think I never published? Because <laughs> I have a fear of that, a fear of yeah, no one ever be, reading it. That yeah. would be very disheartening. I think. Yeah, it would be pretty defeating. But everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stephen King's wife threw Carrie threw Carrie yeah, in the trash, in the trash. Can, yeah, mm-hmm. and she fished it out. Yeah. So. That's one of our favorite stories. Yes. I love I And like J.K. That Rowling was completely broke and a single parent and was sitting in a cafe. Writing on napkins. Yeah. And hmm. wrote Harry Potter. I'm completely broke and a single parent. There you, you have, go. Do you have any napkins? 
No, but I'll get some on the way I home. I got some in the drawer right over there. <laughs> they have free toilet paper in the bathroom. It was stormy a dark and stormy night. night. <laughs> uh, I'm going to name your dog Great Reluctance, so that when I leave you, I will leave you with Great Reluctance. <laughs> I'd read that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think we have summed up this week in mediocre, mediocrity books, well, at least from my point of view. Well, well, I liked my book. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. Come back. Do I get my check now? Uh, you're drinking it. That coffee is sure. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Your payment is spending the evening with three beautiful, wonderful book girls. Don't forget That's Talented. True. Talented. Talented. And by the way, my show is on 96.9 from 3 to 7 every afternoon. Thank you. I, I was going to ask you to put a shameless yeah. shameless plug in shameless there. Shameless plug. I'm 96.9 fun. And if you're yeah. not in Oklahoma City, you can go to fun969fm.com. That's right. And stream. That's right. Mr. Stream, Eggman. Stream, so you do, you do 96.9? Yes. I like 96.9. We're the one. He's the one that we listen to on the way in every. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We listen to your show on oh, the way Oh, you're the ones. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, you're two listeners. We're it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, at least sure one of us is a radio that. person. That should do, that should slightly flatter you. It does. It does. I'm the consumer. I'm, it's you true. know, what you're looking for. True. If she wasn't in the car with me, I'd probably be listening to NPR. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Just hey, kidding. What? NPR is great to take a nap to. To take it. Well, I don't, you know what? I have not listened to NPR since Cheeto Jesus got the nomination. I have not listened to NPR since the last time I was in the car with my mom. Yeah. I just wow. can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too much. Yeah. The stress level is through the roof. Is it all political? Yes. Was it only. All the, that's all they ever talk about oh, okay. anymore because it's that's just. Sad. We're all so, we, yeah. They used to have some really good stories on there. Yeah, and only on the weekends. Oh. On the weekends, they have their programs and stuff, but Lame. it's pretty much news during the week, and when it's news, it's political. Yeah. yeah. I, I used yeah. to do a, a morning show years ago in this town in 1990, and I would drive from my apartment in Northwest OKC clear to the station, and I would always punch in NPR and hear Carl Castle doing the news, and I thought, here's some 65-year-old guy probably with pens in his pocket, sitting in a studio. I'm Carl Castle with the news. And reading the uh, news. And yep. I thought, that's that's would be kind of fun to do. So Yeah, and did you ever read the news? Oh, yeah. Uh, I worked for Glenn Beck's Blaze Radio Network for quite a while. Really? Yes, doing the news and uh, ignoring Glenn Beck. Um, <laughs> Can you be friends with us? Trust me, I, I have no friend of Glenn Beck. Let's put it that way. But he paid just well. Checking. Yeah, he paid well, and I'm a whore. Wow. So, well, you got to eat. Yeah, I've never read the news. That's one thing I've never done. Really? Or the sports. Well, I did sort of. I did color on a game once. It was My, the most hilarious thing anybody has ever heard on the radio in their lives. Because My, you're not a sports person. No. No, me neither. No. Not at My all. My news name was Lance Boyle. <laughs> Lance Boyle. <laughs> no, I'm Christ. kidding. Now, see, reading sports is what my son wants to do. Really? He wants to, yeah. like, commentate games, and yep. he wants to, he loves, uh, sports is his life. He loves any kind of sports. I think he'll probably be your intern, yes. Nicole. Oh, sweet. Well, tell him to give me an email when he's in college. 
He's a good kid. Well, he's going to go to college. If he can get in, he's going to go to college in Syracuse. Okay. So it'll be after he gets out of college. In Syracuse. Yes, New he wants York. to get in. New York. I moved away from New York to Oklahoma, and he's going to leave Oklahoma and go to New York. Well, that's just messed up. I know, right? Yeah, it sure is. Hey, Martha, you might be able to get me on the radio if we have a news station. So you want to read the news? Yeah, I think it. I, I don't necessarily want to read it, but I'll you be like the news director, or I'll news? go write it, and then somebody else can read it. Or something. Um, I don't, somehow, the I just don't see us putting a news station on the air. Here. No, there are two of them in town now, and both of them suck, so there would not be any reason for us to do a third. Well, who, who knows what could happen if it was, oh, I don't know, a liberal news station. <laughs> no. <laughs> see, I would want to be on unbiased. Cheeto Jesus Radio <laughs> in the morning. Not happening. Listen to the station, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got to stop. Okay. But thank you every for joining I, us. Dime for every time a woman said that to me, <laughs> I'd have a dime. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Eggman to man, be sure to tune in to 96.9 Fun between 3 and 7. Mm-hmm. And um, you, in return, have to turn around and share the crap out of this podcast. Oh, you better believe I will. Awesome. After I listen to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make sure it if doesn't incriminate crappy, me. You can. <laughs> All right. Okay. And that's going to do it for three, three book, book girls. girls and the guy.